he not only jump started my car in the parking lot, but he also like you know gave me his kidney or something. I don't know. Uh, it's like they're, <laughs> they're giving uh, kidneys away to O'Reilly's. Hello and welcome back to another Dead Pixel, a podcast about games, entertainment, anime, and a little bit of everything in between. I'm your host today, Joseph, and today with me, the man who always decides to pee on the toilet seats, Nick. Look, man, urine is sterile. You can drink it, and it is a good cleaner. It's got a little bit of ammonia in it. It's, it's totally fine. I just assume you took Dennis Leary's, uh, you know, famous song, Asshole, and just really put it down in your heart, deep down in the cockles, way down in the subcockles, maybe even the liver, maybe even the colon. What are the, what are the cockles? <laughs> okay. You, you've never heard this song then? I have heard the Asshole song, yeah, uh, but <laughs> it's, been a, it's been since I was in high school. It's been over a decade. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably been that long since I last heard it too, but also I had that thing memorized from front to back, so I can probably recite that, most of it. That's the one where he's like, I'm an asshole, right? Yeah. Okay. Asshole. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's what, exactly it. Whatever happened to Dennis Leary anyway? I mean, he did, he did Rescue Me and he had, he had a bunch of comedy specials and then I feel like he dropped off the map in like 2007, 2008. Is that... That sounds about right. I mean, I know I thought he tried to do some other movies and stuff, but to be honest, um, I never uh, I left country, so I stopped thinking about it. I stopped watching a lot of TV then too. Yeah. But Rescue Me was really good for the time. I think he did another he did another TV show for a while. He, uh, I think what it was is it was that Amazing Spider Man that like tanked his career probably. Was he in that? Oh yeah, he uh, was the dad. He was the commissioner yeah. dad or the cop dad or whatever. Yeah, that was um. Mary Jane's dad, right? He played Mary Jane's dad. Uh, Gwen. Uh, I th wasn't it Gwen was the main. Oh, was he in that one? Yeah, because it's it's the um, it's uh, Garfield. They all um, run together. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, that makes that makes more sense because it was because I remember those scenes and they're kind of serious and that's more serious than Sam Raimi's Spider Man ever made me. Think yeah, I never saw them. Uh, the re the reason why I never saw them is because they played them on a trailer like via loop you know for when you go to an electronic store and they're like yeah check out how crisp these tvs you know tvs are mm. and we were hunting for a tv in japan and we kept on seeing the same like bridge bit play over and over and I'm like this looks bad this looks really bad and you know it's like and we went there quite a few times because we we're really trying to price tvs and it was really hard to do uh in a different country especially when trying to negotiate uh prices and we're like yeah nope we're, we're never watching this one and we just tapped out was that in uh, Korea? So, and then you said Japan. Oh no, that was, that was Japan. Yeah, you guys negotiated prices in Japan. Oh yeah, totally. You you you, you do that anywhere. You do that in America, man. You can either negotiate price or you can get some free stuff. Usually, I, yeah. I you never went you to a Best Buy and got got a price down or like got an extra you know service or something like that. Um, never... Warranty slash uh, free calibration on your TV or something. I've gotten them to give me an Amazon price uh, at one point, and they 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 checked that, and they were kind of dubious about it, but. No, I've never gone, gone and tried to try to negotiate them down, haggle them. I, I mean, in China, yeah. that was that was expected, but like in Japan, Dude, any any place for furniture for your house, you can haggle in the U.S. Uh, and if you can't, fucking leave and go somewhere else where you can. IKEA, I mean, you're pretty much in a robot factory at that point. Um, so I didn't even think to try there, but 
I don't uh, know. I good, like good point. I guess I guess for like to me, like haggling in America is like when you start buying big stuff because you're not really haggling. You're negotiating. You're like for cars, for houses, um, anything like that big, like multiple thousands of dollars. So I guess furniture. Yeah. If you buy new furniture, it Sofa, is a bed, it is you know, all, any of those things. Sound. If you can't get a f- couple free pillows and a free set of uh, fitted sheets uh, for your bed, then what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Um, but okay. Like whenever I went, like whenever I went shopping in Japan, I don't know. I tried to return things in Japan oh, thinking it was not a big so deal. Hard. That is a no, no. Anybody out there who's watching this, if you go to Japan, you need to know that when you buy something, it is forever. And if you try to return it, that's it's like, I don't know this for a fact, but the feeling I got was that I was being extremely rude for trying to return something just because I didn't, like, didn't need it or didn't want it or something like that. Uh, if it's opened, then you know it's not a try then return type of society. It's you bought it. So if it's unopened, you know, if it's still pristine, you can return it and get your refund. I haven't had a problem with that. Uh, if it's busted, they'll replace it or they'll uh, they'll sometimes refund you. Uh, but if you just like, yeah, it turns out I really didn't need it. I tried it, didn't work the way I wanted it to. Uh, they're like, no, that's yours. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I, it's just a cultural thing. But to me, it's it's. Uh, it's kind of bad. I don't know. I guess if since everybody, since all the stores are like that, they all kind of get away with it. But I just feel like it's so much better to have a society where it's like, yeah, you can return it. We're going to just recycle it back into whatever, because it makes me feel good about going back to that store. You know, like if, if you're going to fight me on a return, then I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to try somebody else next time. You know, it just, just feels like you're losing a customer. I don't know. Americans are so spoiled, though, when it comes to this stuff. I mean, uh, I've had, uh, it's like the whole customer's always right mentality, or you should be allowed to return it at any given time. I really dislike, uh, there's a certain point where it's like, no, you guys are just abusing the system. Uh, That's fair. Having worked enough retail, uh, it's like, I have, I've returned, like, wow. 30 day trial memberships. Mm-hmm. Once you enter that code, that code's gone forever, you know, but you like having so many people are just like the whole, you know, the, that's where the joke of Karen came in. Right. Yeah. Just let me talk to your manager. And if I, if I'm loud enough, that's the American mentality. If I'm loud enough and I'm rude enough, I will get my way. So long as I don't leave and I make a big enough scene. And I'm like, that's, yeah. Uh, we're kind of spoiled on that. So. I mean, that is true. There are definitely people who are like that and those people deserve to be put in their place. I, um, I try to reserve, I, I, I try to have my inner Karen in the background ready to go whenever I think I'm about to be screwed over because, because like, I do think there is a, a really good place for, cause I mean, cause a lot of times, you know, places, um, I don't know. Like I, I go into a lot of places now and I guess it's just old man, Nick, but I go into a lot of places now and I just feel like nobody's like, nobody is polite. Nobody wants my money. Nobody is trying. Just no one's trying. And, and if, as long as they're trying to make things right and make me happy as a customer, I'm not, I'm not going to be crazy, but, but I do think there is a place for like your inner Karen to come out 
whenever you're not getting good service to like, just like lay into them and be like, I'm getting the, I'm getting the phone out and I'm going to Twitter. Like, <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing though, because people are too, that is their default by nature. There's too many people of that. I mean, now, granted it's only a subset of people, but they are the, the vocal majority and minority, uh, not the, the majority. No, no, they, they, the people who are vocal, they are the ones, you know, you never oh, hear about, you, ones, you rarely yeah. hear about people being vocal and it being a, um, a good thing. Rarely. It's always yeah. the It's the bad, right? It's the, the 5% of bad, bad experiences get like 90% of the, the, the airtime, uh, because the people who had a good experience, like, dude, it was, you know, it was all right. Um, Expected. you know, it's like, you're not going to be like, yeah, I had an okay time there, you know, yeah. unless if that person went above and beyond and like, dude, like he not only jump started my car in the parking lot, but he also like, you know, gave me his kidney or something. I don't know. Uh, it's like they're, <laughs> they're giving uh, kidneys away at O'Reilly's. <laughs> <laughs> so if they don't do that kind of stuff, you know, it's just, you're never going to hear the positives. Um, but uh, once again, working in customer service, I've done, uh, I've done both retail. I've been on claims. I've been on the, per I've been on the person on the other end of the phone yeah. where your house is burning down and I'm having to ask you, what kind of shingles do you have on your house? Because that's part of my checklist. Yeah. And you're like, you know, it's just like, what the hell does shingles have to do with my house? That's on fire. You know, like, uh, there's different costs and different dangers. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's like, or there's water coming out of like of my my so of my electrical sockets you know and uh, it's like so <laughs> I, I need you to take my come i'm like well first thing you need to turn off the circuit breaker and second you need to call a plumber because i can't do anything for you right now uh yeah you'll so, deal with that and then call me turn off your water yeah and then you know stop further damage how about that yeah uh, but I mean, no it's like like I, I worked at panera bread when i was uh like in college and um i we didn't we didn't have it too much, but we did have a few people who they couldn't, they couldn't be pleased. Like they, it, it, that, that was like Panera's thing was they were like, just make them happy. Just give them stuff from the, like if something went wrong with their order or whatever, and they're mad, just say, Hey, uh, sorry about your order. We're going to make you another one right now. And then do you want anything from the bakery? And then give them like one or two things or whatever. Like, from the baker and that usually made made some people happy but there was this one lady um and she just like i don't know it was kind of weird she found something in her food which is like i don't know how, like we don't know how that got there i don't know man but um but the manager was talking to her and she was just like there just wasn't anything that he could do to make her happy and i was like well you know like bad things happen we're trying to do our best and she she was she was cool about it, I guess, but I don't know. I, I just feel like there's a lot, there's a lot of room on, like there's a lot of room for people to just be, to just be better. It's like, yes, yeah, I'm trying to do a job. You're trying to have a meal. We're trying to buy a thing. And as long as like, we're just trying to help each other do that together, then it tends to work out a lot better. And whenever one person starts going, no, me first or this and that, then it's like, uh, then, it, you know, it goes downhill from there. Well, for, uh, for those of you who don't know about Reddit's, uh, subreddit called malicious compliance, uh, mm. I recommend taking a gander at it because one of my things that I did that fall right under that category was the wow 30 day card. Uh, right when we open this mom comes in, just, just 
ready anger and raging right away she's like i'm gonna return this da, da, da. i'm like uh it says right here it's you know uh you know uh free 30-day trial uh says there's a subscription needed and so i can't return that and she was just you know she's full-on like barking and stuff and i'm like i'm explaining this to her and she's like so i got went ahead and gave a phone call uh got approval from higher up i'm like okay uh i can go ahead and this is like we just opened i'm like i can cut you a check but we only have like you know because we only had like something like 100 150 dollars in cash um on hand yeah. uh like and so i'm like i'm not going to give you 50 or 50 60 dollars i forgot what it was now but it's just like i'm not giving you that right now so i'm like i can write you i can get you a company check and it, it'll be mailed to you and be within seven days She's like no i want it now she's going off i'm like okay went back to the safe came back with rolls of quarters dimes pennies uh <laughs> and i just gave her rolls of change uh, and i gave her like a five dollar bill you yeah. know i'm like here you go here's all of it uh would you like me to count that for you you know there was one yeah. of those that's pretty good i mean that's that's fantastic uh that reminds me of a video i saw where a guy went, went and paid for a parking ticket or a traffic ticket that he i apparently did not think he should be he should have gotten he paid for it in like pennies in like and he just dumped these two giant things of pennies out on the cashier's desk and i mean like if he's in the like i don't i don't know what how i feel about that cuz i'm like well you're paying it and it doesn't it doesn't i mean they can't dictate how you pay for it as long as it's legal tender and so I'm kind of yeah, like but they're making that poor person suffer. That person who's taking that, who's at the other end, they did not write that that's ticket. True. That they is are the poor person who just got stand, you know, dealing with your bulls. Yeah, like that's how it is. I know, but it's also like, but I mean, like if if you really, if you really feel like that is an injustice, then I like I, I mean, like you can't really pay the person, the guy back that wrote you the ticket, but you know, you can take a video of you. Like, I mean, yeah, and it sucks. You're, you're, you're paying it forward, which sucks, but it's also like, I'm not going to be quiet about this. I'm sorry that you have to deal with this now, but you should look into the ticket and see how I'm right. I don't know. Like I, I, I get, I, I get both sides, but I don't know if I, they've made that illegal now in certain places. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how they do, how they make it illegal, but, but they probably they probably just say hey you have to pay with a card or check or whatever um but so i know yeah. i well i'll put it this way you you get further with sugar than salt so the if i ever have a bad experience and i know i'm gonna have to call customer service especially since i was on that end of the line for a long time i'm really sympathetic in a lot of ways yeah. uh and then generally i'm like hey uh i'm sorry i know you're not the one who like you're you're, you're not the one who caused my trouble you're just going to have, but I'm sorry, I'm really upset and you're just going to have to hear me out and just remember, I'm not angry at you personally, so please don't take it personal, but, and then I just fucking go off and I'm like, and while I'm, while I'm just, I'm like, I'm sorry, I know, I'm sorry you have to deal with this, but this is like, seriously, this, do you, do you not agree with me? Like, this is a bad situation and if you can empathize or get them to empathize with you, uh, generally you get a positive outcome. Uh, they're willing to hear you out, work with you. They're, they're a little more responsive than it is if you're just being like i demand this because i'm like i i don't i go into something i don't demand for like i don't know i don't man demand a full refund plus the, an item or something like that like i know i've had 
I know friends who are like, yeah, I, I try to get my money back and I try to keep the thing or something like they try to scam the system almost because I'm like, well, they came, they gave me a problem. So they deserve to suffer. I'm like, no, dude, I'm not trying to really come out ahead. I, I like, I want my shit fixed and I don't want to be penalized for getting it fixed. You know, like, yeah, I want to uh, get what I paid for. That's I bought it. I was ready to pay for it. I don't want any more than that. I'm not trying to scam anybody. I just, I just want to get what I paid for. If you come back, you know, like if you're dealing with something, someone like Amazon or something like that, you know, or anything like usually they, they'll, they'll still treat, they'll, they'll help you out and they'll give you a little something on top just for, you know, for the issues. Uh, I find that that works a whole lot better. Um, especially when you make sure that the person you're dealing with, they don't feel like they're being attacked by you. Yeah. So the moment you come hostile to them, they instantly close off and be like, well, fuck that person. Like, I don't care who you are, what your situation is. I'm going to be, uh, as difficult to deal with because you're just ruining my day. Or maybe uh, they're just going to not do everything they can. They're just going to do what they have to and then get done with you and move on. Yeah. But if you're nice, then so, they'll, they'll hang out with you. And, then, yeah, and especially, yeah. So if they, and if they go above and beyond be like, all right, cool. Then maybe give them that positive feedback when you get that survey being yeah. like, did they help you with the service? Yes. Would you recommend that? Or like that per that particular person on the phone? Yes. You know, because those surveys and stuff do help them out. Um, but anyways, this is episode 16. Yeah. Uh, what are we here to talk about? <laughs> retail? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I spent way too much time in retail. Uh, did too much time on GameStop and stuff like that. One day is too uh, long. <laughs> uh, so this gonna be this going to be coming out April, uh, Saturday, April 23rd. Uh, so yeah, almost, uh, you know, celebrated, you know, last week it was Easter. Uh you know, you got for those in uh, on the other side of the world, you got your Orthodox Easter coming up here. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. That's coming up. Yeah. Uh, so, no, that's. Ramadan's oh, going on right now, I think. Yeah. Got a, buddy a lot of people that. celebrated some some stuff midweek, but I'm like, guess what? You know, if you're that kind of person, it doesn't matter. You don't need a specific day to celebrate. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, good for you. Uh, so, all right. Yeah, my dog's birthday. That's what it is. My dog's born on 420. Um, no Happy joke. birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, she dog. Four. Yeah. We're gonna do uh, can, 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 we, can we dox your dog? Can we say your dog's name? Yeah. Go for it. It's Tolly. Tolly uh, okay. So we, we named we named her after uh, uh, Tolly from a Mass Effect series because, yeah, oh. she was our favorite. My wife and I were like, yeah, totally, Tolly. She, like, from, from game one, we're like, yeah, we like her. She's weird. She's she's introverted and a weird. You know, she's sheltered. We like the cons. Like, yeah. So when we got our dog, we're like, we're naming her Tolly. Tolly's a good name for a dog. I'm gonna just state that. Yeah, state that. You have to have like some one or two syllables at most when because you know when you're yelling at them or like from across to, mm. to tell them to come over. You don't want something really long. You know, Bartholomew. No, that doesn't work. Yeah. You know, that's why Rex was a classic dog name, which mm. also is a you know Mass Effect name. I'm like, dude, we can start calling the dogs different Mass Effect characters. Everything is Mass uh, Effect. <laughs> Everything to do with animals is Mass Effect. Just be like, just ha and, and have a shepherd. Be like, shepherd? You're uh, right. This is a weird thing. <laughs> Holy shit. We've stumbled upon some sort of cabal. Yeah, sounds of... like a great name, too. Uh, I mean, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. My mind is blown. The vet, uh, yeah. the vet, the vet I, clinic started making a video game, and they called it Mass Effect. I mean, they all, they probably, I don't know, they probably have the dogs credited at the end, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's been kind of what's been going on. It's just uh, been super tired. Kids got sick. And so, therefore, they got me sick. And here I, so, like, nightly, 
uh, as far as uh, I just been popping uh, Nyquil, saying and I'm like, okay, kids, uh, I'm gonna stay up just for a little bit, and I'm making sure you guys are sound asleep. And my my, my son's like, he wakes up and he just screams. He's just like, guess what? You don't get to like. He doesn't tell me why anymore. He used to be like, I'm thirsty, like water, like all about. You know, the the hand signal to his face. He's like, no, he just wakes up. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, he's like, yeah. It's like, you want up? He's like, ah. I'm like, okay. I pick him up and then he points and I'm like, what do you want over there? He's like, oh, you want this? He's like, no. Uh-uh. And I'm like, okay. Um, and yeah, he's just been just chaos. Uh, he's he's about to turn two, so I have, I just figure he's. He's figuring his shit out. He's a wild um, man. Yeah. And he's also ready to like jump out of the crib because he puts his foot, he, he'll like hold, hold on to the, the top rail and he'll just slap his foot right up there. It's just like, I'm like, dude, you are flexible as hell, man. Like, <laughs> it's like, you so- know, it's like his foot's up and he's just like, but he, he doesn't have the upper body strength to pull. He's like, <laughs> and I, he he's just like- looks at me with this. I'm like, I'm like, are you pooping? He's like, no. He's like, uh, He's like uh, Batman and then, uh, gosh, what's his name? Chris, Christian Bale and, and Batman uh, Rising, where he's like training to get out of the pit. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, he's not going to need the rope and he's just going to like jump out and attack you. Though, so, yeah, it's just, oh, he's, he's a. Well, that's the thing is my, my buddy warned me. He's like, yeah, well, when your kids start being in a normal bed, they're going to walk up to you in the middle of the night and you're just going to open your eyes and they're just going to be standing right there. And you're like, Ugh. and so, yeah, I'm waiting for that moment. I remember doing that to my old man. <laughs> man, that's wild. I, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't know if I can put up with that, but okay. Um. <laughs> kids, kids are, kids are crazy uh, all around. So I don't know. What's new with you, man? How are things going in your neck of the woods? Good. Um, I am, I am dancing dangerously, dangerously close to the line of anime figures, the world of anime figures. Um, I just, if you go, go all out, have no shame and just get the, the ones with the most frilly panties available. Uh, and just, you know, just full on show, like the ones that you'd normally be afraid to show your mom, just own it. Just be like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) What? Um, I don't know. I find those to be rather, I don't know. They're, they're too much to me. They're, they're, if you get the right waifu, then it's just right. I think, I think that there's, there's like an art to restraint and some of those, they're just, they're just unrestrained. And I just like, it's just, it's too much. Um, but I talking about the, you're talking about the AT field now, the, the what they call the the gap. All right, so it's the uh, the gap between the knee so- the 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 knee high sock and the bottom of the skirt, mm, and the so and the wind always blows just right, but never showing you what you want, and it's always just there, and it's like it's that not being able to see is what makes it more appealing than actually just getting a full shot. I think that the Japanese have a saying that things are the most beautiful when they are only half revealed or partially revealed. Um, so you're, I think, yeah, I think that's where they're getting that. Um, I don't know. Like I've, I've ordered, I've ordered two different ones and they're not, they're not that kind. Um, they're not that kind. Uh, but I don't know. What I think, 
I think it's I think it's going to be I think there is there's room for for tasteful figures in this world. And uh, anyway, so I've been looking at like a bunch of different figure sites and I didn't really understand how that world worked until recently. I thought I was like, oh, if you want a figure, you just like look up the kind that you want or like for like if you want a figure from like, let's say Evangelion, you just look up uh, the name of the character figure and you go get it. And that's kind of true for for like Ava. So it's kind of a bad example because that's kind of true for Ava because they're always making ones for Ava. Like, yeah, but crazy. if you go with a lot of them, they're like limited run. Um, Kotobukiya makes a lot of limited stuff. So, um, so, so yeah. like the, like what I've been finding out is, you know, uh, well, like, what do you want? And then are they making a new one of that? And it's like, no, you don't get to order it. And then it'd be here in a week or two weeks. It's you get to order it and it's a pre-order and it's coming out in June. And then it's like three weeks after that, that you get it. Cause it's coming from Japan. So it's like, Oh, okay. This is kind of a, this is kind of a weird, a weird world. Like you've, you sort of got to really know what you want to get and be willing to wait for it and be willing to pay like for a decent figure for a, for a decent figure. I mean, it's like a hundred bucks minimum, you know, that's, that's the range that you're going for, for like a really good, like a really decent or pretty good figure. You know, you're getting into the, the two hundred dollar range, um, and of course the yeah. And then if you're if then if you're you know uh, a fan of Square's new line, they've oh. come out with uh, a couple things that were multiple hundreds of dollars. Uh, they have like those um, uh, the near automata figures that are stellar, but like are stupid crazy expensive. They did a they, like um, an amazing three. Final Fantasy uh, three so. slash six, um, and that one is just gorgeous but it's just way i think that one's I like i can't justify i think that one's like six grand i don't know the near one's like between three and four you can you can get that like the near one i have looked at because it's just so cool um but like piece like you can get each character individually and it's like 900 or something for like one character um but it's like it's it's awesome like it's a it's amazingly well done and so you know, you're kind of, and there's, you know, a lot of these figures are actually really big. You know, you're talking about like 13 inch figure that's a foot tall. And then however, you know, wide it needs to be, to be, to be proportional. That's a good size figure. Um, it, so there's that. And, um, and so I've been thinking, so I've gotten, so I got, I got two, one was already out. So I just went and ordered it. It's a, it's a near figure. I'll, I'll throw that up at some point. And then the other one, is um uh the dude from the shield hero that one was sort of on sale coming out in, in june and it wasn't it was like 30 something bucks um and i got it for for cheaper so i was like oh, i'll go ahead and order that um so i'm getting into that world but um also i been talking to my dad because he he's kind of a handyman and he used to be a contractor he can he can build a lot of different stuff but i've been talking to him about building a shelf um and I was thinking, well, I'll just make like a like a bookshelf or something. But when I started kind of getting getting into figures, I was like, you know, I want to display these really nicely. So I'm talking to him about building a shelf um, that and then putting lights in it. Hidden uh, Kia has something like that that everyone seems to buy. Um, I honestly have, like bought one thing from IKEA my entire life. Uh, I rarely ever go to IKEA, so 
that's you know so, I, I always forget it exists but a lot of the guys talk about that for their amiibos and some of the other things like that but ikea apparently does a lot of good stuff like that are, are you talking about like the all glass shelf kind of thing uh, i believe it's the glass cabinet yeah i've looked at that and i like i don't like that like I, I couldn't figure out what it is i really don't like about it i've seen so many pictures of people so I've been reading about this too on on Reddit, and somebody kind of put like hit the nail on the head for sort of how I how I felt about how I felt about it without even realizing it. Somebody was like, "It doesn't matter how cool your figures are. At some point, when you put a certain number of them on a shelf, it all starts to look like some old lady's weird doll collection." And I was like, "That's it." And he was like, his thing was like, I have like a bunch of figures, but I only have so much, so many on the shelf, like only like a couple on the shelf because like, I want to enjoy them. And then whenever I am want to rotate those out, I put them back in a box and get an old one out for, for, from, from a box and put that back and, and put that one out. And he's like, it's like, I'm like rediscovering it and kind of like re-experiencing it. And I was like, I think that's the route that I want to go is, you know, getting, figures, putting them on the shelf, having them up for a few months, and then, you know, putting them away, storage, selling them. I don't know. But, but like rotating them through because like, I see like these people with like $10,000 figure collections and I'm like, it looks bad. It just looks bad. I'm sorry. And like, it's lining your walls. It just looks gross, and I can't tell what any of it is. I, I can't, you can't enjoy any of that. It's just it's when it's when you have like you know you see people with the pristine action figure collections all boxed you know like side by side, and it it literally looks like you go to one of those resale shops, you know the collector shops where they sell old video games and figurines, and all you just see is they're all packed there, but like in a jumbled mess. Yeah. Um, so it, I agree. I do the same thing with posters though. Uh, I'll have posters and frames, and then I like to. Uh, cycle through the posters and then you just have them easily stored uh, you know in the closet and then you just you, you kind of flip through them like you would back when, back in the day when you go to Walmart or like a flipping Sam Goodies or something like that when they had all those posters that you went before you bought them and you just like cycle through like okay cool I like this one I'll put this one out or if you have one that's seasonal or something uh, like yeah I feel like this is you know this is better for this time and you just hang them up and you enjoy them yeah for sure yeah, um, I, so I kind of was looking at, like, I was like, well, like, what do I like the, like, who displays stuff, like, really well? Oh, museums. And I was like, okay, so what do they do? And I kind of looked up, like, some some theories on, like, on on, on displays and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay. And it has a lot to do with, like, the way it's the way it's lighted, the, the way it's lit. Um, it's a certain degree angle and stuff like that. So, anyway, I'm, I, I've been working on designing a shelf with my dad. Uh, I think it's going to be three feet wide and about 16 inches deep and then at the bottom and then go up and stuff. Any, anyway, it's kind of a whole, whole design, but we're going to hide lights in it. Um, and uh, I've, I've just been working on that. So that's kind I of just see you with floodlights outside your shelf, aiming in at certain figures. And then you hit like B4 and then you hear your audio voice, you know, talking about now this figure, it, it comes in at six inches tall and it has four, four diameter, four millimeter diameter thighs. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could totally, could totally do something like that. Um, but anyway, so I just went kind of, kind of playing with that, um, with, with, uh, with those sort of things. But 
other than that, um, I don't know. I started my four tens. I started working four tens now. So I, and I, and I, uh, work from home on Thursdays now. So, um, I had today off, uh, and I've got three day weekends coming, you know, like all the time now. So, but it's pretty hard to work. It's pretty hard by, by Wednesday. I'm, I'm pretty tired. Um, but it's pretty cool to have three day weekend. Can't complain about that. Yeah. Sounds dope. Uh, for sure. So, um, with all your extra time now, uh, what have you been watching, man? Well, um, I've started watching, so people have been begging me to watch this show for years. I've been watching Ozark. I just finished the first season of Ozark. I think the second half of the fourth season, fourth and final season is coming oh, out. Oh, it's not done yet. Okay. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it advertised for a while. That has the, uh, the dude from Arrested Development, right? Yeah. Jason Bateman. And then the wife is somebody that you would know. She's been around for, for, for a while, but I can't, I can't think of her name. Um, it's got a couple other, you know, bit, uh, part actors in it as well. Um, and people have been asking me to have been saying, Hey, you got to watch the show. You got to watch the show. And I just, I didn't want to get into something that was like that. Like I knew it'd be good. Everyone tells me, you know, if you like breaking bad or if you like this or like that, it's going to be good. You'll really like it. And I was like, yeah, have you like, do you ever have this where you don't want to get into something because you know, you're really going to like it. Because you don't have the time uh, to like, you're like, I know I'm going to like this. And I know that like, I, once I get into it, I'm just going to fucking go for Like, I'm just going to binge it and it's going to take over my life. Uh, I do that with long running series that, you know, thing or things that have been around for a while that haven't ended. And then I generally, my excuse is I'll wait for it to end and then I'll go ahead. And at least I know there's a finish line. Yeah. That's sort of what I was, I don't know unintentionally doing with with uh with ozark because it is coming it's not ended yet but i don't think but it's coming to an end but anyway i just finished the first season of that and it is really really good uh i think it even gets i think they say it gets a lot better even as it goes on but um it's really cool so i just been kind of watching that as my like series show but um did i tell you about severance finishing as well no i didn't know that it finished yeah. dude severance is so good like like that's probably the best show I've seen this year. Um, it's, I, I talked about it a, a few weeks ago. It was, it was good when I was telling you about it then, but if you can watch it, I really, I really highly recommend it. Um, all right, quick elevator pitch for those who didn't hear that episode. What is severance? Okay. So severance is a show on Apple TV. Um, and it's, uh, it is about, um, a group of people who work for a company and this company has them undergo a special procedure where their brain is essentially separated, severed, severance, severed between their work life and their out of work life. Um, so that their work life does not know any details about their out of work life and vice versa. So like, so they do a really good job of, of showing you the rules in the first episode. That's kind of what the first episode is all about is like, is like testing of the rules and kind of showing the boundaries. But essentially what happens uh, to a person is they can speak English. They know facts that don't like matter. So like the capital of New Mexico or, or whatever, two plus two is four, all that stuff. 
but they don't know like their their own name. They don't know their mother's name. They don't know like anything like that. Um, and it's uh it's directed mostly by Ben Stiller, um, and he's like he's like an executive producer on it as well, and it is um it's a very smart dry comedy it's comedic so i I guess you call it a dramedy it's like a it's a comedic drama you could you could miss the comedy and still get the show um but the the comedy in it is is it's it's hilarious i don't it's it's hilarious but it's weird it's 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 dry it's just very dry um and the characters are really good uh it's just really well told all in all and has a bomber last episode just a bomber last episode um it's weird it's makes you it makes you ask all kinds of weird like it's got all these kind of weird mysteries and questions to it um and it just ended so you can watch all of it i think there's eight episodes and i highly recommend it it's definitely the best show i've seen um best live action show at least i've seen this year you lost me at Apple TV. But dude, uh, just, just you can borrow mine. You can borrow mine, or you can find other means that we all use to watch shows for places that we don't have. But I, I really, I really do recommend it. I mean, it's, it's really good. And maybe, it, but I would say that if you're gonna watch it, it's not. It is a hundred percent not a show that you watch while you're doing anything else. Like this is. It's a show that you sit down and you watch because you're going to miss too much if you try to do your taxes while you watch it or something. Yeah, all right. So undivided attention. Yeah, I think uh, it's worth it right. too. Yeah. But but besides that, I've all, I also finished up uh, my Dress Up Darling, which I believe you did as well, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, so that, that was the – that's in fact the only one I finished uh, – this season uh it's i've been busy so i've i'm a couple episodes behind on like akabe uh, sailor uniform and uh also my ranking hasn't finished yet at least the dub hasn't uh so yeah there's a few of them that i haven't finished but that's the only one i made sure to actually get around to uh yeah, yeah. it's good yeah it's good it's good it, it ended nicely uh like like uh i'm not gonna spoil anything but it it has a it has a nice quaint you know um ending that where it's got, you know, it's kind of, it's um, the kind of ending where they could go on, or if the show you flops, hope for they... a season two, but if it happened to only come out with the one season, you're like, okay, cool. At least it's not like a cliffhanger or anything like that, or something like mid massive drama. So yeah, I think it will though. Like I think it will have another season. Uh, it's good enough too. So I totally would uh, would look forward to I th- it. I think it was really uh, popular. Like it was. I mean, everything I saw. I don't know what the ratings end up being or how much it. You know, there's all kinds of variables. But I, I yeah, if I had to put money on, I would say there's. I would say there's going to be another season. Yeah, fans versus studios, though. You're right, because just because it makes the most sense doesn't mean the studios will necessarily. But I'm hopeful. Uh, yeah, and then right now there's a lot of new anime coming out. Uh, so for those who watch, uh, you know, subbed, uh, then a lot of episode threes of things are coming out. Uh, I'm doing a lot of dubbed because that's all I have time for. And so they're still releasing uh, the new the new wave of things. Uh, one of the ones I'm looking forward to now is um, Kaguya-sama's uh, Love is War. I think this is season three, maybe four. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
super good. So it's a comedy. Uh, the quick pitch is that uh, it's essentially a ritzy, uh, ritzy, ritzy school for you know all these kids, elites, and the uh, the main male character is in by scholarship. Uh, so he's really book smart and he's a very uh, stern figure. He happens to be the uh, student council president. And in all animes, uh, your goal in life is to become a student council president uh, or the biggest slacker, one of the two. Uh, so he's he's student council president. Uh, this uh, His VP is this really well-to-do rich girl. And essentially, they both like each other, but they don't want to admit that they like each other. And they're trying to make the other one fall for each other. Like, no, you give in. And, I, you know, it's... Uh, hijinks ensue mm. it's it's terribly funny it's really good um the side characters the other members of the student council um i like them all uh and so yeah i'm i'm just i'm pleasantly surprised that this uh this new season came out and uh i'm looking forward to it immensely so yeah i haven't gotten to see it yet uh but i know that one just uh just hit and yeah i've been i've been trying think, to catch up on on a lot of the old on a lot of last seasons the winter season stuff you know, I finished uh, Dress Up Darling, and then I've been trying to catch up on Shield Hero to try to get into the new season of that. But there's so many of that. I'm I'm kind of far behind. And Osama ranking, you know, there's just there's so much there's so much anime to watch, and it's hard to, it's hard to get to it. Um, but I'm yeah. yeah. Osama ranking is episode 22 right now. It's 23. So okay. I'm I haven't seen the most recent episode, but the episode I think 20 was uh there's a big fight scene uh it was it was just um just amazingly shot i'm i was really impressed with the cinematography uh they chose a very artistic style through most of that episode and every i was just really floored with how they did it like every every time characters start moving fast in that show it is fucking awesome and it, they're just little they're just little bullshit cartoon characters not even like quote real anime characters but Whenever they start moving, it's like, oh, this is for real. They are fighting. I love that show, man. I'm on episode 11 now. Um, there's been a few more, you know, scuffles and stuff like that, and it's always badass. Yeah. the uh, One of the other ones I'm uh, uh, currently I'm excited about is, uh, I forget, I thought, this, I thought the manga was a different title, but it's... Uh, the English title is something like um, uh, "Trapped in a World" uh, or "Trapped in a Dating Sim," uh, yeah. the world of Otome Games okay. uh, as a tough mob. Uh, and so he's he's a he's literally reincarnated into an Otome game. An Otome game is a dating sim where it's meant for it's targeted towards women. So it's always the the main character is a female, and somehow is always surrounded by a bunch of dudes who are um, high class, ripped. They're EKMen. They're the pretty boys. Uh, <laughs> so one girl walks in, and all of a sudden, next in, she enters a school, and now the Backstreet Boys or whatever are around her, and she's the focal point. And that's the thing is that you know your goal is to pick who you want, and you can end up with them, or you can always do the reverse. What they call the reverse harem route, where you wind up with all the men. Uh, they do the same thing with the you know dating sims. So yeah, um, yeah. So it's he winds up as a side character in this game. Uh, so like just a just a no nobody you know kind of thing. But because he uh, was forced to play the game, uh, he had he remembered all these things, and so uh, he kind of cheats the system to try to make it make a way 
he's not trying to be really he doesn't want to be the hero he just uh, he just wants to survive and live his normal life he's like i just want to take it easy i don't want extra crap but then of course uh things ensue and thing you know he uh he climbs up the ladder essentially and even though he doesn't want to and the manga i've been following the manga for years i really like it it has a couple great he does a couple great faces that like are super meme worthy uh it's just this a smug smirk of his and uh it's he's he's an asshole essentially he's he is a snarky person who doesn't care and uh i hope they portray it correctly because unfortunately a few other animes have recently come out one last season one this season um that they've changed the the way the main characters are portrayed i'm like cool i've been reading the manga for a long time and now the anime kind of ruined that character for me fuck me so Uh, 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 what is this manga called again uh, this one is uh like trapped in a dating sim. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, so World of Atome games. Okay, it, okay. Uh, it's tough for mobs. I've, I've seen. Uh, yeah. Wait, is that th- what? Is that three or like? Is that is that two or three? I, I don't understand. No, it's colon the world's uh the world of Atome games is tough uh for mobs. For so mobs. so so it's trapped in a dating sim. Colon, colon the world of dating sims is tough for mobs yeah what's a mob a mob is a side character a plebeian oh plebe- um, a plebe a pleb yeah, so okay yeah so so it's trapped in it you know in tome games so it's like because he's not one of the main characters yeah he's just you know student number two in the background essentially <laughs> yeah, is what he he's is an npc essentially um, <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what he is. And so that's a common thing like when when they have a lot of these reincarnated ones where like uh or isekai when you tra- teleport to another world it's like mm. now I'm, you know, now I'm in the MMO game that I was playing and I happen to die while playing this MMO and now I'm sucked into it for some some reason. Um uh, yeah, it's it's very it's it's a trope, but that's because of that this does it in a way that uh because this character, you know, he I like his attitude, and therefore he it makes it interesting for me. It's one of the few manga that when I do see posted like an update, yeah. I'll try to make do my best to read that one as soon as possible because I have pages of tabs open on my tablet for ones that I don't you know I'm reading, but I don't get up to it right away, and so I'll wait a couple months and let them stockpile a few chapters, and then I'll just read those in a row. But this one, I'll read a chap every time it comes out. I'll read the next chapter because I'm curious what happens. It's like I said, nothing exceptional, but it makes it, it, I find it entertaining. It makes me laugh, and yeah, I have a good one. So I'm really hopeful. Uh, I've only seen episode one; seems okay. Uh, but once again, uh, we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, that's it, really, for me. Uh, for a lot of the anime, uh, I've I just having been sick this last week, I haven't had a lot of time uh, to do a lot of anything. Yeah, th- th- there's some good anime coming out, but. Uh... Uh, and I'm going to have to jump on to at least one of those new springtime shows just to stay up to date. But man, there's so much, there's so much good anime that came out last, last season too. It's hard to keep up with it, but yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they'll still be releasing some new, new dubbed. So I'll see if there's anything else more interesting. And there's a few of them that uh, I, I'm curious about. So yeah. Uh, but because of me being sick, uh, I've been, uh i've essentially been taking nyquil and then uh, i've kind of been keeping my ear out for the kids while they try to sleep uh while my my wife you know has some time for herself and so then it's 
I only get, you know, I don't have a lot of time to play any games. So what I have been playing is uh, every night uh, for maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes, uh, I've been playing Vampire Survivors. And uh, this last week, I finally beat it. Um, so the game is currently at uh, patch uh, 0.50 or 0.5.0. And so it's not, it's still early access. Uh, but I've gotten all currently 82 achievements. Um, yeah, you texted so me the other night when you hit when you hit 82 achievements. I'm like, motherfucker, that is a lot of achievements. You have uh, played. <laughs> I got all the weapons for it. The only thing I didn't do, which uh, com- real completionists would probably nag at, is I did not get buy all the upgrades because you can buy upgrades in that game for your, uh, building your character up. And as you start to buy some of your upgrades. Uh, uh, your the other upgrades go up slightly in price and there but it lets you at least reset you can reset your uh the perks you buy and then you can if you want to buy the more expensive ones while they're still cheap and then you know you can re- you can do that but i just currently don't have enough money to buy everything even if i map it out correctly right okay uh, but i'm still playing it uh and they still up there's you know obviously they're going to be doing updates for it but yeah it was the perfect game to play half asleep and groggy out of my mind and just literally with one ear open listening for the children be like all right if they, if they cry or anything like that i gotta go cover them um yeah that that was it was the best way to do that that's cool man i still haven't downloaded it i've been playing some other stuff but i do want because because of how much you've played it now kind of like uh tunic which i haven't had a chance to play either but kind of like tunic since you played it so much i want to i want to get in there and and play it a little bit because I have a feeling that it's going to come up again at Game of the Year. So I've put in like 26 hours, I think. Oh, really? That's so. it to get. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. I wouldn't have. I would have thought that you would have put in uh, a lot more time than that to get all those achievements. So that's correction. Thirty-one, thirty-one as of today. Okay. So, uh, but yes. But as I think, t- I think the time I, so some somewhere around twenty-six or thirty-one. But that's me not playing. I played it incorrectly in the beginning as well. I didn't know uh, how the upgrade system works, so I would say look for a, look for a, a character uh, map where you can see what weapons synergize or which weapons have the proper upgrade path. Because I didn't even know that was a thing for the longest time until I heard a different podcast say talk about upgrading your weapons, uh, and I'm like, what? So you have your weapon, uh... and then you have an item like a boosting item, and so two of them will match up, and then if you once you level the weapon completely, you don't have to match the secondary, uh, but you match the weapon, you level that up, uh, then it, it'll actually, you grab a treasure chest, and then it'll actually upgrade. Uh, and then you'll have a super version of that. And so that makes the world a difference. And then I started looking up how to uh, how to actually get more upgrades, how to unlock the new characters, because they are attached, that's what they are, is they're attached to the achievements, and that's what makes getting the achievements actually kind of fun is because like, oh, if I, I have to survive 15 minutes playing this character that I normally wouldn't play. Um, and so then you pick that character, you survive, and then you unlock either a new weapon or another new character. Uh, you got to get so many kills or beat this level. You know, those things will unlock other things. And that kind of gives you something to go towards. Uh, I found that to be entertaining and it gave me a purpose uh, in the game. And also, you know, and so it was, but it's easy enough to also play something like 
the Shenmue anime in the background where you really don't care too much what's going on. Uh, and so that's what I was doing. Fuck you, Shenmue. I would have. I, I've had, I had I had Vampire Survivor, a Shenmue, and one ear out listening for the kids, all while being half asleep and sick. Yes, that is uh, super dad right there. <laughs> or severe like ADHD or something. Severely, I don't know. I was I was able to maintain it. So severely uh, addicted to entertainment. Yeah, dad right there. Okay, uh, that's cool. I was playing on my phone game. No, no. Well, I was, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was passive, so it didn't matter. That's too far. Yeah fucking clicker uh cats and soup i still play that sometimes um, <laughs> um so what about you what have you been playing um well i don't know um i don't know well we did get to play a little bit of um you know it takes two for a little bit we played for a night i think it'd be better to talk uh, about that first yeah because um so we, we, yeah we played it takes two uh for about what an hour and a half or something like that and we bought, yeah, an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, we got we got through like the first two bosses. Uh, we'll play again um, soon. I think it's good. I, th I think it's good. I I still have no idea why it won so many best game of the year awards. Um, yeah, there has to be some nice big drop or something like that. No spoilers right now, but man, that book character that everyone hates. Uh, I can understand why everyone hates that thing. <laughs> yeah. <that's> uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking the Mexican, book of love you know yeah the, like the like zorro book of love amore yeah. type guy oh man he is pretty insufferable i didn't hear about him before relationship. yeah um but it's it's good it's uh it, it runs it runs smooth you know or it's it's a smooth playing game for two for two characters so that's cool and it's got some interesting ideas. It's not too hard yet, which I guess a co-op game can never get too hard or else you just kill each other. Um, but it, it's, it's good. It's, it's weird. The story is, is sort of like, okay, I don't know. I just keep thinking of Mrs. Doubtfire all the time with this <laughs> for story for some reason, even though it has nothing to do with the cross-dressing. But um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I want to get back to it. Do you know how long it's supposed to take to be like 10, 10 hours, something like that? Uh I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm trying to remember how long it took the last game to beat, uh, or the previous one, A Way Out. Uh, that was, was eight hours or something like that. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm not really. I don't think this one would be much longer, but maybe you know, maybe just you know, like I said ten would be safe. Uh, you know, it was fun what we played. It was mechanically sound. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I also can't see why it won so many awards. But hopefully, they'll drop some real decent story later because right now it's just like okay. Um, it's nothing special, but we we beat the first, I would say, level. Uh, yeah. So we're now in the new whatever what stage biome, whatever we want to call it, uh, atmosphere. So it'll be uh, fun to see how they change it up uh, because they they do switch out your loadout. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty fun. But I've also uh, just today I uh, jumped on because I knew I wanted to have something to talk about. Um, I so. I started to play and finished a game that is on um, Xbox Game Pass called A Memoir Blue. It is a game from Annapurna uh, Studios. These are the same people. They have a. I mean, I, I was gonna crap on them quite a bit, but um, but uh, I don't really need to. So a new game that that that, that I they have coming out that I'm really interested in is Stray, but they also have. 
some other ones that I have heard of. I mean, 12 Minutes, um, Solar Ash, uh, Unfinished Swan, Kentucky Route Zero, Outer Wilds, and of course Journey, which I think was kind of their first claim to fame, to me anyway. Um, so so they made this game called A, A Memoir Blue, and I'm just going to read the synopsis for of what they have on their website. Um, it's an interactive poem about a superstar athlete and the all-encompassing love between mother and daughter. Um, a unique aesthetic combining hand-drawn and 3D art brings Miriam's magical, magical realist journey to life as she swims into the depths of her memories. A series of gameplay vignettes blends sacrifice and heartbreak with victory and pride as she reconnects with her inner child and deepens the love she shares with her mother. So this game, I don't know, like some of Annapurna game, Annapurna games, they feel like games that don't want to be games. Like this game, it took, uh, like a few minutes under an hour to beat, to quote beat. Um, and like, that's fine. It, uh, sh short games are fine. I actually even prefer them, but like, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of like a walking simul simulator, but without any walking, you're not really figuring much out. You're kind of just clicking and moving things around to progress the story. And I know that's like, well, that's what you do in all video games, but it's like, no, you're really just clicking and moving it over here. And then the story progresses. Um, there, there's some like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even really call them puzzles, but I guess that's what they are. Um, and that's, that's fine. Um, there's, it's, it's wordless. It's all like images and, and pictures. Um, and it, it, the story is just not super clear. Really. I mean, like I know what I just read, uh, and you could get that, you would get that from like, like watching this, but that stuff is vague. Like it's like really vague. Like the strain between the daughter and the mother's relationship is like, okay, their relationship was strained and they do some, some stuff that's like, okay, yeah, that happens to a lot of people, um, which, which is fine, but it's just, it's just not very detailed. Um, they do something interesting though, where they have, I, mean, I think it's still in 3d, but it's like a 2d animation style, uh, that is overlaid onto the uh, 3D polygons of the normal game. And the 2D animation style is there to depict um, the past. So, like, it's almost always the mom and the daughter uh, as kind of the daughter, as an adult, moves through these spaces. Um, and it's, like, it's a good, it's a good Game Pass game because, because it is so short and, and there's not really a lot to it, but I don't know. Like I would have liked to have seen more, just like more detail or puzzles that like, that were good and not just like, it, it just, it just feels like a game that doesn't want to be a game. It, it's like, it wants to tell a story. It wants to tell a poem. Sure. That's cool. But you're a game and you gotta, I feel like there's a better way to weave that in, uh, with some more thought, but 
Uh, well, I want to just clarify something. So, Annapurna is a um, a gaming publisher. Uh, so the accredited games that uh, Nick had mentioned, uh, you know, they are varied, and the thing is, they're you know they're all developed by someone else. Yeah. That's so, uh, for example, uh, Journey was uh, that game company, and the you know, uh, Annapurna. When the, uh, I'm just pulled up their wiki here just to see what they all actually helped uh, publish. And some of the stuff, you know, they they have their hands in a lot of things. But you're right, they're they're not traditional games. You'd say uh, either walking simulators or just more on the, uh, you know, the debate of art versus game. Uh, and, and you know, they have like uh, what uh, what remains of Edith Finch, you know, which was uh, Giant Sparrow who uh, developed that. And they also helped with um, Unfinished Swan, which is also a Giant Sparrow thing. And I loved both of those games. Uh, those, you know. I'm actually uh, more a fan of Unfinished Swan than uh, Edith Finch, but they both were really solid. Um, you know, that game company with Journey and uh, Flower, they helped produce that. Uh, oh, Flower? That. The, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah. Flower. And then there's, uh, you know, like Donut County, uh, you know. Donut ben County's Esposito, good. Or, what? Uh, Donut County is good. I, I, I played that. I mean, it's sort, it's really short, but it's 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 cute. Yeah, uh, Kentucky Route Zero is a cardboard computer. Uh, they, uh, you know, they're a developer. Uh, so, you know, then that's why this, you know, but then you got like a Heart Machine, which was Solar Ash. Uh, they made that and they, um, so just, they uh, are attached to a lot of good games, uh, but they are the, they're the financial backers, essentially. They're, so I don't want to want to make it like, I, I don't want them pulling they, they do they i know how much you didn't like 12 uh 12 minutes um uh, but that was uh once again those all were all all the games we just mentioned were all made by different groups so, you know so yeah uh, they, that's this, fair i i should be more fair to the developer you know or to to i should be more fair to annapurna interactive and less fair to, to the developer um in, in this case but uh, yeah like it, i so the, the the developer for for Memoir Blue is um, uh, Clo uh, Cloisters Interactive, um, and I just I just felt like it could be more of a game. But what what, what I will say about like, I mean I I do think that what I have to say about Annapurna Interactive in general that their games don't want to be games. Um, I think that's that's still a little bit true. I haven't played all these. But the ones I have played, and I do know about Gone Home, um, and What Remains of Edith, Edith Finch, uh, and Kentucky Route Zero, you know, they they just I don't know. I feel like they could be more, they could be more gamey, and um, uh, and I think that goes a lot, that goes double for a memoir blue. It it could be, it could be more gamey, and I think being more entertaining that way. All right. Uh, yeah, I, you know, like I said, I don't mind. Uh, uh, it's it's very decise, uh, the divisive. The um, people, some people love and some people hate the walking, uh, you know, the simulator. walking simulator style game. You know, they. Uh, they say what uh, reminds me of Finch is amazing. I, I, I need to play it, but I've heard it's really, really great. It was fun. I liked it. Uh, I, you know, it's like that. I mean, I was Ether was one of the first ones to ever do something like that. Uh Edith Finch was solid. There was another one that I'm I'm just I'm blanking on right now because of course I'm trying to think of it. Uh, but there was another one of those walking games that um, uh, Ethan Carter 
uh, the vanishing of ethan carter That's i one, yeah. i really like that one uh that one was a lot of fun and that one I mean, like it's was like hmm? graphically like really beautiful when it came out um that's like where they could they, put a lot of then they redid the engine uh and then they came they they gave i think they called it redux and they gave it to everyone for free so if you bought the, like if you buy the game you get both versions right out you know, like right away i think okay um and yeah that one like i i really liked uh you know it has if they have a good story to tell then it, you know then totally uh but yeah, like uh, Outer Wilds, that's uh, Mobius Digital. Uh, that one's pro- that one's a true true ass game. Um, you got Sayonara Wild Hearts that they helped uh, publish. Uh, that one's the music rhythm. Uh, yeah, like, I've I've very heard flashy. I mean, everybody that talks about Outer Wilds pretty much has an orgasm and says like most fucking amazing game ever made. Uh, I've I've plays with time, and so people and if if you like the, if you like a game with a good loop and uh, to be able to. Just, you know well i know you don't like games that repeat itself you know especially well, after all minutes. games repeat themselves it's just about if they make that fun or not i, I don't know like like without, without or wilds so many people say that it's just so great that I, I i need to play it but something about it something about hearing about how great something is over and over and over again i know i just talk about how great severed is or severance is but but like hearing about how great something is over and over again it just pisses you off. It pisses me off. I, it's the reason why I don't watch uh, whatever wins, you know, best movie of the year. I've I have not watched a best movie of the year for a very long time. Just it's not really something I, I consciously do. Yeah. It's just like okay, I'll get around to it. For like, I still need to watch. Uh, there will be blood. Uh, I've That's never good. seen it, and apparently, you know, that nor no country for old men. I've seen parts, but I haven't That's seen good. the whole thing. And I know people but, are gonna be like. You are a failure of a human for not uh, watching those. Like those are hard. Like there will be blood is a long ass movie, and it's a hard movie to watch. Yeah, it, it's it's difficult to watch. It is really great. It's really well done, but I don't blame anybody for not wanting to watch it because it's hard to watch. It's just slow and boring in certain certain ways. Um, the Oscars. I've given up on the Oscars. I gave up on the Oscars whenever I watched The Shape of Water, and then I went and look. I watched it on. Watched it after it came out, you know, uh, on streaming or whatever, and I I watched it, and then I went in and uh, looked at. I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." I'm going to go look up about it, and I saw that it won Best Picture, and I was like, "Really? Like this won Best Picture?" As just like it didn't even like as I was watching it, it didn't even cross my mind that that would be a possibility that it would be even be nominated. But it was nominated at one, and I was just like, "No, like." So what you're saying is you have bad taste, and then therefore Batman is actually a bad movie, and we shouldn't bother our times with it. Okay, Roger that. So you're the new Batman movie, you heard it right. first here. <laughs> uh, according to Nick, it's a bad movie. I'm defeated. Uh, if he says it's good. It's bad. If I say okay. it's good, it must be bad. Therefore, Batman is good. So that means Batman is actually bad, and. Yes. So never listen to anything I ever say ever again. Yeah. So I just, I just watched that. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know why the hell we're talking about uh, uh, that movie, Save of Water. But um, I don't blame people for, like, the Oscars are, the Oscars are a, a travesty. They're, they're, I'm done talking about the Oscars. Um, a memoir blue. But now there's action in, involved in the Oscars. Okay. Yeah, I, I, like a memoir blue 
it's it's probably worth an hour. It's probably worth an hour. Just uh, if you if you like that kind of game where you kind of want to feel more than play, then you could go through a memoir blue. I'm like, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely not going to replay it or anything like that. It's, I, it, and I think it, I think it, you're not going to speed run it. I, I, I would love to see someone speed run this game. It's fucking stupid game. <laughs> like, it's not even a game. <laughs> You're speed running it. Just press fast forward. Oh man, <laughs> that would be funny. But I don't know. Like it's it, it it for what it is. Like I understand what it is, and for what it is, it needs to be better. There, it's like a, it's like reading a picture book, but like a video game, and it's not a good. It's not really a fully fleshed out picture book, is what I'll say. But okay. yeah, anyway, so that's what I, that's what I played. Well, I'm going to, uh, I did get to play with another buddy of mine. We, uh, we finished, uh, I mentioned last time we finished uh, a way out, uh, and we were trying to find something new to play because it was late and, uh, we just really were just milling about, you know, checking to see what we had. And so we both figured like, Hey, let's play Taiko drum master. Uh, I'd mentioned before the same person, I, same buddy of mine. We played uh, Taiko in Vegas. Uh, on the TV on the Switch. So we're like, all right, well, we both have Game Pass. Let's play this one. And they have, you know, it's multiplayer online. We're like, okay, great. Uh, you do rank matches, and you're like, okay, cool. Let's let's go. Well, you can't actually choose who you play. It's all random. So we're like, oh, okay. Um, let's go ahead and three, two, one enter a match and like as we're searching for someone and we actually out of like five four or five times we actually um matched up like two or three okay. uh but granted it was like 10 at night so you know and we're in the midwest so and it's yeah. like an, it's an older game right yeah it's so um, it's stands you know, to reason that you know you're right in the same area and it's probably not like fifty thousand people trying to play that game right now no, so that's you know, but we still didn't get to match. Like we still we matched, you know, like I said, two two or three times out of like five or six. So okay. you know, we're we're batting about fifty percent. Uh, but the problem was, he I never played a ranked match before, but I did play a lot of the actual uh just the the normal game, and I was at a rank B and he was at a rank C. We're like okay, and then it randomly picks the uh, Tycho randomly picks uh the song for you they don't let you choose the song okay and then because he was ranked c he was automatically defaulted to easy and i was on normal so we are basically not so yeah it was like okay this is this is garbage um so then he we we he went ahead and started doing a couple of ranked matches to get himself leveled up okay uh and then we, but we realized when we we're playing against each other, if one of us wins, the other one loses, and so the other one goes up in rank, and the other one starts to lose XP for rank, with the threat of dropping back down uh, to a lower ranking. Uh, so there is, though, if you if you want to guarantee to play with your friend, there's a practice mode. So like, okay, let's just do practice mode. But the unfortunate part is, practice mode mimics the real game or the real online rank play by not letting you choose the song <laughs> so okay. you get to then you then get to practice with a buddy uh but un like if you played local couch co-op you both would get to be play any song you want 
and you get to progress that song. You get the you get the star rankings, and you're at least getting credit for playing that song. Okay. Uh, you don't get any of that crap in practice mode. It's just random song and go, and then no, you get nothing out of it other than yeah, I beat you or you beat me. Uh, saying that, we played that for like two hours, three hours almost. It was Try, we played it for a long ass time. You're you're uh, trying out like all the new songs and stuff or all different songs. Well, because it was all random, and so there was a lot of so those who don't know about the how Taiko Drum Master works, it's a rhythm music game. Uh, it's very simple. It's the most like you know DDR four four arrows. This is literally two red buttons, two blue buttons, and that's it. Um, it symbolizes hitting the center of a drum. Uh, either the left side or the right side doesn't matter they're both red so you can whatever you were dominated with so it's either a single press or double press and then the blue is the outer rim of the drum so it's uh you know either a single tap or a bigger circle for a double tap and that's it um the songs the genres are essentially uh there's some anime themes there's some classical songs uh there's then there's a bunch of namco songs from old video games uh there's uh vocaloid section and there's some pop songs. Uh, yeah. There might be another section in there that's two of them. I'm forgetting, but that's that's generally the gist of it. Uh, so by having it on random, you'll be you'll hit songs. A lot of the Namco ones that maybe you wouldn't pick naturally, or just you know. So what we did is uh, about after an hour, hour and a half, or something like that, we we did an extra at least half an hour, probably even an hour of okay, we need to go to bed. Let's just do one more song. One more song, and then we play that song, and they're like, all right let's just listen let's just, what, what's the next one going to be and then we end up playing it and like yeah what's the next one going to be uh and we found some songs that we generally thought was good and we're like oh wow unfortunately because it was random no idea what those songs were like there's no list of like what you played so I'm like oh wow that one actually had a pretty good beat or oh that was really fun it had that little tricky part in the middle that like sped up and stuff that was kind of crazy what song was that? I don't know. Uh, so unless we had a pen and paper ready or you're recording it, then you can rewind it. Be like, that's what that song was. But so we played a bunch of stuff that we um, will never play again, but we enjoyed playing it. Well, I mean, so, yeah, like that kind of sucks. Like you'd think there's some little quality of life things that they could make uh, it, that would make it a lot better. I mean, and like you should be able to play not randomly, but like specifically with your friend online. Like it's, that's weird. Like I have a friend. It's very much a. I, I understand why they want to do random because that way, or else everyone's gonna just gonna play the few popular songs or the, the the ones that you know. So it gives everything a fair shake, as it were. But uh, it also reminds you of how backwards uh, Japan can be with their online gaming setups. Because I mean, you played if you played Monster Hunter World, that was uh, a convoluted. It was the best it's ever been for Monster Hunter, but it was still a convoluted mess on how. Uh, you had to be in the same part of the story and this and that and how you accompany each other and you had to send invites and it's they can there's so much that can be done with different games for uh, online gameplay. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they need to take a page out of like Microsoft. They do a lot of their games very flawlessly when it comes to multiplayer. But Japan's just very old school and it's something that they haven't quite worked out and this it just reminds you of that because you're like oh yeah surely they've they've worked out these kinks right they've done taiko drums games for a long time and online plays not that hard and then you play this and you're like oh you guys you kidding me yeah i I feel like everybody every every multiplayer game in in japan needs to give like their their protocol to to uh, yoko taro and just because he's just gonna be like i don't give a shit let them play together do like this and then throw it back at them and then you'll get to do whatever you want. 
Like, I know, I know it's not, it's not always that easy, but I mean, to me, the first thing is like, well, what do we need to do first? We need to make sure that the player can play with their friend. It's in a game like Taiko Drug Master, you need to make sure the player can play with their friend. And then you need to make sure that they can play with other people. And then you need to make sure like in, in some variety, and then you need to make sure they have to play you know, in certain ways that are fair for the story mode or whatever. But like at some point, like the first thing you have to do to me is like, make sure that it can be played. Even if it's not fair, the first thing we have to do is make sure it's possible. And then we'll work on the fairness and stuff like that. But anyway, it's harder than it seems. I'm sure. Yeah. Then the last thing I tried playing was, uh, leads a little bit into the news here is, uh, so Remedy announced that they're um, they're going to be uh, remaking Max Payne one and two as a you know combo set. Yeah, and I watched you. Be completely... I watched watch you try to play this. Yeah. So all right, uh, I love Max Payne. I love the shit out of Max Payne one and two. Those games ate up so so much of my time. Uh, it was the coolest thing ever. I didn't even have a uh, computer when the first game came out. I went over to a buddy of mine's house. He showed me that. And Agent Forty Seven, the original Hitman game, um, so uh, that that was super awesome to play Max Payne, and uh, I love the the noir theme of it, the 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 comic book, you know, graphic novel cutscenes. Uh, it was it was mind blowing at the time. Um, so I absolutely love, fell in love with it. Uh, I I played and beat beat them on the PC. I ended up uh, owning them on the PS2 when they released. Uh, so it had it had been years since I played. Like we're talking uh, early two thousands, and you know, uh, so like two thousand four might have been when I think when Max Payne, or maybe two thousand, yeah, something like two thousand four, two thousand five, or something. Max Payne two came out. I think it was four, um, and yeah, I hadn't really played it since. So hearing this news, super excited. They're going to you know, remake the engine or do it, do it all up from the ground up. I'm like, that's awesome. Very curious how, uh, they're going to go ahead and, uh, how Max Payne one and two are done a little bit different art style wise. They used, uh, like, uh, proper rag dolls in the second game. They changed up the little bit of the comic book art style for the second one as well. The first one, they just took screenshots of like people's faces and like pixelated, stretching them over, uh you know the the, the polygonal <laughs> models so like, like you have the eye point style. in the face for the nose and the like it's like someone's photo just stretched on um so i believe like they... it's sam lake who's uh max Payne. yeah uh and uh his you'll you'll recognize him from alan wake if you played alan wake he's a character in the background and uh but yes they uh cut the long story short uh what they did was uh, I went ahead and played the game. I'm like, yeah, Nick's never seen this, right? So let me go ahead and show you. Like, let me just show it to you because I'm going to be playing through it. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And spoiler alert, still never seen it. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, the opening cutscene's coming by, and this helicopter's flying in uh, off the coast of you know, like uh, over, over New- to the city of New York. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then they show the cop cars roll by. I'm like, there is zero sound. But the moment you load up the game, you hear the heartbeat as they're showing, as they're playing the little opening cinematic for just entering before you hit the splash title screen splash. And then I'm like, okay, let me go to sound settings. And I'm like, okay, make the sound effects up and down. And you can hear gunshots, you know, as the uh, as you're selecting the modes. And I'm like, okay, I'm hearing sound. 
what the hell's going on here? Is it something set up screwy with my streaming? Is there something, you know, like wrong with uh, our capture? I'm like, no. And then I, I, I looked, I quick, uh, I looked it up, and sure enough, there's a common problem with both the disc version and uh, Steam version when you load it up on a newer Windows system. And so you have to actually then go ahead and down, download a audio patch. Uh, there's a lot of tips and or you know forums and stuff like that, both off Steam and Reddit. Uh, so yeah, I went ahead and downloaded the patch, got it to work. But by this time, it was already too late. I'm like, yeah, we'll we'll get to this another time. Uh, so, yeah, it was getting pretty late, and it was like so heads ad. up if you if you want to play the original Max Payne, um, you have to download a sound patch probably. Uh, so if you if you're opening playing the opening cinematic and you're not hearing anything, that's not the way the game's supposed to be. Most definitely uh, fix that beforehand, or else you're just gonna make it a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. Well. We'll get it eventually, but yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm glad that uh, they're making another Max Payne. That's really cool. Yeah, it's um, it, so Max Payne three was bought out by Rockstar, and it was kind of their precursor to uh the big the big thing for that was the online uh gameplay was really popular, and that was them prototyping kind of what was uh, going to be the GTA model uh for GTA five. Uh, so you can, you know, right, uh, okay. they learned a lot from there. They also improved the gunplay for Grand Theft Auto to a certain extent, uh, but they completely changed the story. They, they, I have zero love for Max Payne three. They took the movie Man on Fire with Denzel Washington, that remake. Um, mm. So they took that and they just made Max Payne. Uh, and it's just like, it was not a Max Payne story. Uh, I think but it people, looked really good. I think that's what some people so, like about it though. I, Cause I've heard people say that they love Max Payne three and I guess, that's they love it because it's it's man on fire but i don't know each is it has, yeah if you don't if you don't know the if you don't know man on fire then you're like oh this is a really clever story but no it's it's, um, it's not if you do <laughs> if you've seen something yeah <laughs> you know so it's you know it, yeah so that's exactly the you know the situation uh so i'm not sure um with that with any hope the dream is for them to you know make this and then also like and then make a new Max Payne and kind of retcon three, in my opinion, uh, just like here, here's the way the, here's the way it should have been. Um, but yeah, I don't the, know. You know I, I, yeah. I, th I think it's fine to not really retcon it, but just to reboot it. It's like, we're just going to do another one. You know, we can just, we can just restart Max Payne. their beloved games, restart it, uh, make it modern into, into the, into the 21st century or 2020s or whatever and make something new and cool with all the new technology, but kind of keep that, some of that old grime on it too. So I personally want them to re I, I want them to keep Sam Lake's uh, likeness through the, the remake and any future iterations, because that's, that's how I have it in my brain. Uh, yeah. And so uh, for those who played Alan Wake, um, the the idea is Alan Wake is a popular author who did a gritty crime a cop novel and they they changed the name because they didn't own Max Payne anymore but essentially it was Max Payne uh, and then there's even like a TV interview you see and you see Sam Lake on the TV uh, uh, so it's 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 very much uh, hey it Alan Lake created Max Payne uh, and then they even drop hints of it in uh, uh, very like one or two pages in Control you pick up uh, some letters talking about like uh, describing a crime novel or something like that. And so it, it's once again, hinting towards Max Payne without saying Max Payne. Yeah. 
and they, they've cool. they've made their universe thanks to control they've made them all uh connected and uh so. it's so like it's some of our, our dod campaigns uh that, that me, me and my friends play there i'll do that sometimes like uh we had this one character who it was really weird but he was a he was a turtle man and he liked to collect pebbles and uh and so that was the thing in the one campaign and then in my campaign they were looking around and they found that i made him find a rock and under the rock it said it said the guy's name uh from the other campaign and they all got a kick out of that i I love i love i think that stuff's so funny i love doing stuff like that where it's like like a wink and a nod of like hey you if you play this other game you know i don't know i don't know what's cool about it but something about it is just endearing i guess yeah yeah. So, all right, uh, and I'll let you take away the rest of the news. But like, like I said, that was the most exciting thing for me was Max Payne. I'm like, yeah, I, I was that made my day. I hear you. That is definitely uh, pretty exciting. Um, besides that, not a whole lot of news coming along. Uh, maybe stuff a week ago was more important than what I was recent looking up recently. But essentially, what we got is um, first up, Sega is reportedly working on big budget reboots of crazy taxi and jet set radio. Um, so crazy taxi, that was a big deal back when it came out. Uh, well, that was on the dreamcast first, right? Yep. Um, it was a big deal because it had, uh, the offspring. Uh, oh, it did. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was a good, it was a good weird, you know, kind of what the next generation could do kind of game, uh, jet set radio. I thought it was jet set radio. Future was what was on the dreamcast. Um, uh, Future was the sequel. Okay. Uh, so that one came out on the Xbox, if I remember correctly. Oh, uh, yeah. At first. yeah. It was the, the OG X- Xbox. It was a pack-in uh, with at least one of their later ones. It was a racing game, like Sega GT, I think, and GT yeah. Racing and Jet Set Radio Future. Um, Man, the but, Xbox yeah. really did catch a lot of those Dreamcast games that were great that just didn't get played. Um, and I don't know, but I feel like they lost their luster whenever they went to the Xbox. It was just something about it just wasn't as magical anymore. I don't know, but but uh, I remember when Jet Set Radio came out. I like seeing commercials for that. My brain was just like, I can't handle this. It's like, what is going on? Um, it's wild. But it'd be cool to see them do reboots of that because um, a lot of the Jet Set Radio stuff is licensed music. Uh, that well, that and Crazy Taxi, Crazy Taxi yeah. yeah. The licensed music was what what would really hold them back from ever being remade. At least that's what a lot of people thought, because to work out those licensing agreements would be a nightmare. So whether or not they're going to use the same songs, which as a hardcore fan of the original Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio Future, I played those uh, to completion. And I did everything I could in them, and that was a time before achievements. Yeah, um, yeah, I played so much of those. Uh, I in fact I even took the the soundtrack and then found the audio file placements and put them when I used to play Guild Wars. I you you can input the your own music and oh. so when you go out to the fields or if you had battle like depending on the sequences you'd play your own music. So whenever I hit the major cities and stuff, I would have Jet Set Radio playing. So it's like that was what I did when I when I ran ran around towns is I'd hear Jet Set Radio in that, Guild Wars. That's really cool. <laughs> um, Going on, uh, John Wick creator to write live action Streets of Rage film. Um, I thought this was interesting because uh, I like John Wick. I think it's it's cool stuff. 
So I kind of hope that they just they basically write a John Wick film and put a Streets of Rage skin on it. Uh, that would be that would make me happy. I don't know what they're gonna end up doing, but that'd be cool to me. Yeah, uh, I hope they I hope they film it more like well, uh, I if you ever watched um, the Raid. Uh, I really like the cinematography in Raid. I've seen Raid uh, 1, and I started to watch Raid 2, and I don't know why I didn't get to finish it, but I need to watch Raid yeah. 2. At least in, you know, if you remember like Raid 1, like they'll have like these long room shots, but they're all connecting shots. It flows with, you know, the, the camera flows with the fight, and it doesn't do a lot of hard cuts or hard edits like a lot of Western films do, and that's what made the fight scenes in that movie so good because you still had spatial awareness. You know, you had two guys... Uh, two good guys fighting two bad guys in the same room, but you kind of knew where they were at all times because the way the camera flowed instead of just hard cutting and then oh, like, oh, I'm going to hard cut to this dude doing a punch. And because we know it's going to miss him by a mile, uh, we don't want to make it look fake. So now we have to cut to this other side where him spitting out because he obviously just got hit. Um, it it did so many good things when it comes to uh, filming a good fight scene. Uh, so I'm hoping that it plays something like that. but. You know, John Wick did the shooting scenes really good. So, but Streets of Rage, it's not really about the guns. So, I'm I'm kind of curious. You know, yeah, they'll make a good, they'll probably do a good good enough story. But then again, John Wick, you know, you don't need a good story. You just need a lot of good violence. I mean, yeah, like the the creator to write live action. So, I don't know. It depends on on I, I don't know how much of John Wick is the creator and how much is the crew and if all that's coming in a package. Or what? So yeah, there and it also has the curse of being a video game movie. So uh, there's a lot of variables here that could make this go really belly up quickly. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like there's something about like like uh, have you heard of the the concept of of not breaking the 180 line? No, I haven't. At least, uh, if I know the concept, I haven't heard it said that way. So okay, no, I might be yeah, saying it wrong, this. but like, but like, like what it is is when you're filming a scene, specifically an action scene, it's a rule that can be broken. But generally, you don't want to go. So like, you're filming like two people talking, right? Well, you don't ever want to go more than 180 degrees around. So you can you can shoot. Uh, anything on this side, like if my hand, other hand is a camera, you can shoot anything on that side around 180 degrees, but you can't go like, you can't break that line. Uh, because when you're cutting back and forth and you have two characters and you break that line, well now they're flipped. And so now person A is on the left and person B is on the right, whereas they were flip flop before. And, um, it really, it's like really confusing. Uh, there's some videos like on YouTube that kind of talk about whenever, whenever shows do fail this and they break that 180 line and you have no, and like, especially if it's in a fight scene and you have no idea what's going on. Like you just, it's funny. Like, the only, the only one I can really comes to mind is that first transformer, uh, movie. That probably uh, does. It, like yeah. the Michael Bay one that came out the first one of those, because they, you know, they weren't color coded. And it was so so many mo tiny moving parts. You're like, wait, which one's uh, which one's Optimus and which one's Megatron? Because they just kind of mushed together, and the way it was like that one was shot. 
but yeah, it's, I mean, the concept makes sense as far as uh, filming and like I said, the raid. I just remember watching it being like, this is an amazingly shot movie so, and so what the action's good. So what they're probably doing in the raid is they're probably sticking with that rule. And if they're breaking it, they're breaking it um, carefully. Like they're like they're doing what like that, that's why it's it's shot so well. That's why those really good action movies work because pe- the people who make them understand those kind of uh, rules of film like that. But anyway, it sounds cool. I hope uh, I I hope that it's that Streets of Rage film is good. Be be cool if it's a good action movie. Man, they need to. I'm curious how they'll do the music because that's all that matters. When, like, or well, that's a big part of that matters with Streets of Rage is if you ever listen to the old soundtrack, it's just phenomenal. Uh, even the newest Streets of Rage uh, 4 that came out, uh, the music was still pretty good, but the original two uh, were just uh, just above and beyond. Yeah, if they stick with the music, then that that is they really land that, that'll be, really be a great. big part of it. Uh, next up, Amy Hennig is making a new Star Wars game. Uh, that's just announced uh, this past week. I know that she will try to make one years ago, and I think it got canceled or she got kicked off of it or something, and it got scrapped. Um, I, I know there's history there. Uh, but uh, she is, if you don't really know, she's uh, the one of the main ones behind Uncharted, um, and uh, she's a very good, good game maker, apparently. So it'll be cool if she can make something good. I can't remember if she was the one that tied to thirteen thirteen. Um, that might like, be there's it. been so many canceled Star Wars things that 13, I, I just can't remember them I, all. That sounds like it. I don't know why, but that sounds like it to me. Um, but yeah, so she is uh, attached to that, and hopefully in a couple of years uh, we'll have something good from Amy Hennig about Star Wars. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, going on, uh, kind of getting out of the realm of video games uh, and more into just general entertainment, but it's kind of big, I think, is uh, Netflix uh, subscriber. Uh, it, Netflix is having some pretty big subscriber losses. Um, the scuttlebutt around this I've seen is that they are blaming uh, password sharing, account sharing, essentially. And... Yeah, like you just shook your head, and I'm calling bullshit on this too. Like, I don't think that, like, they've always allowed account sharing. Like, it's it's been that way for a decade, uh, unless I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's been that way for a decade. Um, there, it's not. They're not suddenly losing accounts, uh, subscribers, for that. I think it's it's something else. I don't. I don't think it's well, that. I think it's something else. Well, they'll be losing. The, uh, there's there's a small percentage I could say because they keep on upping the price, and therefore people are like you know talking to a friend and be like, yeah, I'm thinking about canceling. And like, dude, I, I still have it. You want to sign on mine? You know, and then then they count you. I can see a percentage of be, that being because they keep on increasing the prices. So, but like that the, but will you can't scare people away. You can't blame account sharing when you just keep raising the price and have always had account sharing. Like yes. like 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 I know what you're saying, but like like they can't. You can't blame that you've if you oh it's because of account sharing that's a scapegoat like you've always had it don't say that say oh our content is bad or it's not as good or we're charging too much for it i think it's 19 now i'm paying i I know i'm paying i was paying 17 i think i'm paying 19 now 
I don't know. I'm why a it's... couch sharing, so I honestly don't know. Good, for, uh, good for you, dude. Like my... I, I let my parents use my account, um, and I would let you know more people use my account too. Like it's, I, like I don't know. I it's I don't even. It's it's irritating for them to say that. I think that they're just trying to hide. I think that's always going to be the scapegoat. I think that's why they they allow account sharing. So that when this stuff happens, they can say, oh, it's just account sharing. That's why we're losing. I'm like, oh, no, you're just using it as a scapegoat. Yeah, the um, I mean, it's essentially I I had Netflix way back in the day, and I remember doing a lot of DVD burning back then. Um, you know, like you get it, burn it, send it, send it back in the mail. So that <laughs> oh, yeah. was before, <laughs> before the streaming. Uh, so, yeah, I was part of the problem. Uh, that and I abused the were. hell out of um best buy best buy had the greatest dvd one uh they would you would get a dvd in the mail and then in, in, instead of mailing it back you can bring it to a, a blockbuster uh a blockbuster re, uh store and then they, the the goal was never to be out without a dvd so then you would get you could get a free dvd rental anything off the shelves even off the wall the new shelves so you get your blockbuster disc in the mail burn that one then you brought it to the store got a new one off the wall and then because you they scanned in the, the one you got in the mail that means they instantly registered okay so your new one will be sent out so then then you have then you're watching the the new one off the wall while the other one's in the mail so when you get that one in the mail then you return both of those uh the one that you had gotten off the wall and the one that came in the mail so yeah i i was a pirate fiend back then i think uh, i think you initially <laughs> said best buy and oh, I was my bad. Like, I said Best Buy. My bad. I'm I was sorry. Like, I meant Blockbuster. I was like, sorry. Best Buy? Were you buying and returning DVDs? Oh, That's brilliant. <laughs> no, Blockbuster. I okay. mean, they do use, but I don't know anything about their use policy. No, that was my bad. I meant to say Blockbuster. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, before they went under, uh, I was part of their problem. I uh, I did. So. I, like, I just kind of reminded me. I did watch uh, recently a documentary on Netflix called The Last Blockbuster. I don't know if you've seen it. It's pretty, it's, it's not really very good. That's why I didn't really uh, mention earlier. It's, it's kind of just a nostalgic kind of trip through time, but it did make me think like, what if Blockbuster had been able to survive and it would be nice to have, cause I think they would, I don't think they'd be as big as Netflix, but I think that they would be a lot. I think they'd be bigger than Hulu. I think they'd be bigger than anybody else. Um, and I think it'd be nice to have a, competitor to netflix that wasn't quite you know like basically like pepsi to coke it's like uh you know it's it's there and they don't make as much but they do have some good stuff on there because i feel like the other the other services just they're just not even really they're not even really close to me well well, what happened was the uh, Netflix made the game change of instead of just re- instead of just posting movies that other people make, that's when they started getting into their own original content, mm, and that's, that's what really changed it up. And because of that, I think that opened up the floodgates for all the other you know uh, networks to do their own stuff because we're like, well, you know, now we're doing our own thing on HBO, uh, you know, now we're doing Apple TV, you know, stuff like that because yeah. you can you can get all the other you know your average movies there too, but you, you know. Uh, because some of the some movies are on all the platforms, uh, regardless. Yeah. Uh, or they'll make their rounds. Like I think uh, Bond is about James Bond movies are about to go to Prime, uh, but they've been on uh, they've been on Prime before I thought, and I know they've been on uh, Netflix a handful of times. 
Uh, so, but yeah, it's about the original content. Like, oh, I can only watch you watch that preacher one or whatever yeah. on Netflix. Um, you know, and now they're talking about canceling. Uh, Netflix was talking about canceling their anime because of the the lack of subscriptions. Yeah, and I'm like. No, I'll let you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to just no, no, drop no, that, that. That's like the next part of the news that kind of leads into this is that because of the subscriber loss, apparently Netflix is slashing animation. Um, and uh, that that kind of affects, that's kind of more uh, affects me and what, and what we do. Um, I, and it kind of goes back to the argument about competition. I, I like Crunchyroll. I don't love it. Um, that kind of so a couple things. Um, Netflix has the best app. Like their app, it it works. It runs the smoothest. It it has the best like suggestion system. the The aesthetic of it is nice. Uh, it remembers stuff better. It has more options that are more better laid out than any of the other apps, in my opinion. Um, and I like that there is an idea. I like the the idea of having competition across uh, across platforms for anime because with Netflix slashing their their animation production, like that just kind of puts more more emphasis on on Crunchyroll, and it's it's like I I want Crunchyroll to be a little bit of afraid of Netflix. I want them to go, well, we need to really try a little harder because I think we win when that happens. Because I don't think, I mean, Prime has some animation uh, and I guess Hulu probably does too, but nothing that's making me, you know, turn them on uh, to watch well, it. So, so Prime uh, mostly runs off the old stuff, which I feel like uh, – I think it's a lot of the stuff is off of also like retro crush. Yeah. Um, which is like my, someone in someone, a part of that high executive team, uh, is, is like exactly my age who watched all the same anime as I grew up with, because that's all the shit that's on there is like nostalgia galore for me. I'm like, Oh damn dude. They have, you know, like <laughs> uh, bubblegum crisis or something like that. Like this is wild area. The animation. I love that. Like, so they, that's, it's super, uh, for me, uh, in the fact that, I, but I, at the same time, how often do you watch the old stuff? I mean, if I most of that stuff, I actually have DVDs of because I bought them back when I used to buy a bunch of DVDs. Yeah. And uh, the uh, Crunchyroll does a good job of pulling things, uh, the new modern things. I mean, granted, yeah, Hulu and Prime does have some, like uh, they do bring some stuff over, but it's only. They just do the bare bones minimum. Usually, they don't they don't bother going through dubbing them. They're like, we're just gonna subtitle these, and then we'll be done with them. Um, they don't do a good job really putting it face forward. Netflix does um, does some jobs like they do produce some of their things that like usually wouldn't get pulled out. But you know, they've done stuff like um, but they do a lot of their original content, which is so so. Like they did that Dota one. I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, it depends on what they classify as the animation, right? Because the Castlevania was pretty awesome. Uh, but then well, if they count, you know. I mean, like, isn't Netflix, like, just buying this stuff from or buying studios to do it? Um, they have so they have certain things being like I some of them I feel like are being solely produced because of Netflix. 
the you know most animation like Crunchyroll. They're um wait didn't they just they just came out with uh something recently where it was them and Adult Swim um you know making something and I can't remember what it was now but it wasn't that impressive. Wasn't Shin, uh, isn't Shinmu that or no it was um yeah Shinmu yeah, Shinmu was that. Well yep. also uh it was a uh, Blade Runner the Blade Runner thing, but it was yeah. CG. Yeah, and so I mean that's the thing is a lot of the, there is quite a bit of CG stuff that they were at least uh, presenting as like you know Netflix presents and that was like Knights of Sidonia which uh, their whole that company that team that their whole lineup of animation is really bad but Knights of Sidonia had a cool story and at least it kind of they they wrote themselves out of why everything looks bad uh. Uh, to a certain extent because it's space and everyone is a clone of each other so therefore because they're all like essentially plant people uh you know so it's yeah they're carbon copies literally carbon uh so but it's just okay. that you know you have like four character models and but they're all like stiff and jagged and they all walk like you know so it was okay that studio got better over time mm. and i think that's they, they got better over time because of netflix uh but there's just so much middling things and then the things that netflix did bring over the big stuff um a lot of uh i guess hardcore or true fans uh were really upset about like i do, i will not watch netflix uh evangelion uh, i mean they completely they changed they yeah. they changed up all the voice actors granted yes the recordings were really nowadays they're kind of subpar they're just you know um and they, there's i don't think there was any masters or stuff because evangelion is a nightmare when you look at the logistics of how it was created um because of the there i think there was tax fraud and stuff and that's why it's it's a it's a I've, whole different thing. I've heard more about this and there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of, uh, kind of, there's, there's a lot of theories that they ran out of money and it's not really that it's that they, it was mismanaged and they ran out of time more than money, but it, it's, it's complicated and convoluted. It's, you know, for yeah. And so, I mean, but so I can understand wanting to do a better voice recording, but they, I really dislike the voices they did. They did recast as well. I mean, they're they're fine if you never heard it before, and if this is your first time, I'm like, oh, that's fine. But because I have an original base to know what what's what's there, and also they didn't license the music, so therefore they changed the music in a couple parts. Uh, they edited some other stuff, like um, Shinji when he's in lockup. Uh, there's a on the wall, um, God's in his heavens, all right with the world or, or with Earth or something like that, and they they removed that. Uh, so they did. They do editing for some of the stuff. Uh, Tiger and Bunny. I, I Tiger and Bunny. I really like. It's a fun concept. Uh, anime about superheroes. Uh, that that is that's the reality TV show. So they get sponsors. Um, they literally have Pepsi as a sponsor. Uh, and they have SoftBank, which is a, yeah, a major uh, communication. Yeah. It's like AT and T for uh, in Asia. It's massive. Uh, yeah. yeah, the main character SoftBank right across his chest. All the characters in the Netflix one blank uh one of the dudes he's he's a um, his whole his whole bit is he's not a good hero he's not really uh top tier but he's always in the background being like hey check out my sponsorship on my back and then his uh his, his sponsor's like good job being in that shot you know our, our the sponsors are really happy with you but that completely loses all meaning when you see zero sponsors um yeah it was yeah that's that's uh netflix does a lot of stuff like that uh sailor moon crystal uh that game that when sailor moon first came out uh the animation quality uh, that was aired on tv was really poor 
apparently it happens quite often with anime uh the tv version will be you know will be messed up it's like a rough draft uh and a lot of times because they're they're rushing to get it out yeah and then they'll push it up for the blu-ray or dvd release and then give you a reason and, to buy the blu-ray <laughs> that's funny yeah and so that's the thing is they're like okay well uh netflix they got they've got to bring it over awesome they brought over the rough draft version and like, why, why would you bring the ugly one over? I mean, it couldn't have been that much more. I mean, Uh, like the problem, the problem is that you've got people who are probably trying to do their job and probably like this stuff, you know, almost as much or as much as people who, you know, really love it and are super fans and stuff like that. But they are trying to do a job and they have bosses that don't give a shit. And so you are like, Hey, can we, you know, we got to get this thing. Like, I don't care. Just get, get the one that's, get the one that's there. We have to do it now, but, but it'll cheap be, one. Yeah. but it's going to fuck, it's going to fuck it up. Shut up. I don't care. Just get it done. They're like, okay. And so they are, and so they, they put it out and the fans are pissed. And it's like, well, if you take in 10 more minutes and spent 10 more dollars to get the thing right, or just, or done the research and going like, well, we can't do it right. So, we we shouldn't do it at all or we should do, do I, I don't know that that's what i'd hope they would think but also i kind of think they might be like uh we know it's going to do a bunch of damage but we know we're still going to make money off of it so fuck the fans you know we're just we know we can make money cuz they're going to watch anyway which you know I, unfortunately it's probably true yeah it was it was you know they got some big names big things there and then by editing out and doing their own changes it's like you know like i said people are so a lot of people don't know like evangelion they they know of it but they never bothered getting around to it because there was no easy way to watch it um uh, the only reason why i own it is because i worked at a GameStop and we used to sell dvds back in the day and someone traded in the uh the platinum edition dvds uh box oh, wow. set that's cool uh, and so that's like the definitive like if you want the og like original with all the extra cuts and stuff or whatever uh as as good as you could have got back then and yeah that's how i have it and that's why so other than that like most people like oh i heard about it and if you had to stream or you tried finding a copy online you'd use like a real player or something like that and it'd be in tiny postage stamp and you're like okay i can kind of watch it yeah so i don't know netflix is really fucked up and i don't really care yeah i i I would like them to do a little bit better. I, I'm I'm sad that they are having a slash animation. Um, I th- I think it's it's good to have it's good to have competition. But there is there is another uh, there is a show coming out. Uh, it's called like Midnight Vampire Garden or something like that. I don't remember, but it looks pretty good and it's coming out in May. It's a it's about a vampire war. It's an anime about a vampire war. Um, so that's probably going to be. That one's already, it's probably done and dusted, so they just got to wait for release. So uh, I don't think that's going to get hurt, but I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I was looking forward to, to more other stuff, but I don't know. We'll see how much it actually gets cut. Maybe there'll still be some that comes out. But yeah, so that's pretty much all that I had for the news. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's going to bring us pretty much to the end of the show. But uh, if somebody wants to write in, Joe... Somebody wants to ask us a question. What can they do what about uh, that? Throw a comment down below, or uh, you can email us at uh, another dead pixel group uh, at, you know, 
just gave away yeah. our business, our our business email. So <laughs> I don't give a fuck. No, it's uh, another. It's a, it's, a, it's a Gmail one right now. It's the temporary one yeah. until we get the real shit set up. Another dead pixel group at gmail.com uh if you're listening to this on a podcast um i don't think there's a way that you can communicate with us that way but you can go to the uh click on the uh type in whatever copy over the youtube link that i'm going to throw in the description go to youtube uh and leave a comment uh and just say hey i want this to be like an email that uh, we'll address on, on another show. So if you feel like doing that, uh, feel free. We will answer your comments and questions um, as they come up. Uh, but otherwise, I think that's pretty much all we got, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, thanks for uh, sticking with us to the end of this episode, uh, episode 16. I mean, uh, we really appreciate it, and we are glad you're sticking around for the ride. So, hey, Nick, uh, take us away with your new catchphrase. Uh, fuck you, Joe. How about that? <laughs> that's an old one but okay we'll take it that's not old that's yeah, pretty old yeah you're right <laughs> all right see you next time take it easy guys